0: I
1: get a lot of yoga stuff, but I mean, I I think some of the funniest things are, can you help me lose weight on the back of my arms? (laughs) And that's not possible. Nope. You're listening to the Make It Train podcast with Jen and Sarah. Cross-conditioning training helps people move and feel better by focusing on functionality instead of performance. Hear their thoughts about training, running, health, and wellness as part of today's active lifestyle.
0: This is Jen and this is Sarah. We are officially live for our first podcast. Um, Maybe two weeks ago, we started thinking about all the things that people ask us on a regular basis and it seemed like the easiest way to not have to do a bunch of social media reels and post and hire somebody for something else, that talking um, genuinely together would be the easiest route for us to go down here. Um, If you know me, my name is Jen D. to some people, my last name is actually Dufresne. Most people don't know how to say my last name, so I want to uh, reiterate that because this may be your first nugget of knowledge about CCT. Jen Dufresne. Um Sarah. I think I'll introduce her. Sarah Pay. We call her Sarah Pay. Two of the most common names um, from our generation, and yet we most people don't know how to say some of our name, right? Or call us by Sarah Sarah Pay instead of just Sarah,
1: right? And growing up in the South, so many. Girls who are named Sarah also have a double name. So you've got Sarah Catherine, Sarah Kate, Sarah Jane. So I guess that's how Sarah Pay landed. And uh, I'm either called Pay, Just Pay, or Sarah Pay. Hardly anyone calls me just Sarah.
0: Um, So Sarah, let's talk about CCT. Um, When CCT first opened, we opened during the middle of the pandemic. So that was in 2021, actually two years almost from today. Um, Which is crazy to think. (laughs) It's crazy, right? It's flown by, yes. Um, So so fast that it's almost hard to actually plan the annual parties and anniversaries because it's like, whoa, we're already there. Um, When I originally opened CCT, we had a crew of like five local trainers. When I was hiring people, I um, wanted to get people who are good trainers all around that already had a lot of experience um, coming into the studio and getting new bodies in. Sarah was not not on the first list, but not because Sarah was not good because I just uh, didn't know if Sarah would even be interested with all the things she was doing to um, to even have a space at CCT. Do you, do you want to talk about the first phone call that we had?
1: I do. I, I remember having just had a conversation with myself that I would not say yes to anything else, but the way that Jen trained her philosophy around training and really just the way that I knew she was an above board person was so compelling to me that I couldn't say no. <laughs> so I knew it meant that I would have to say no to some other things in order to say yes to CCT. But looking back, I know that it was the right decision and probably the the best decision that I made during COVID. I was also training out of my garage, which started March 15th, 2020.
0: 2020. 2020
1: yeah and here we are coming up on that three years later I'm still doing that uh however I look forward to not doing that as much we've certainly moved away from having to train virtually as much and I would I, I think that's probably the the best thing about CCT for me is being in space with people small groups allowing them to have a one-on-one experience in a group where they get to be with people, who they have commonalities with, and maybe even some they have nothing in common with. But uh, yes, I'm looking forward to moving away from virtual.
0: Yeah. Um, so Sarah quickly came on the team and quickly started adding more. So I think you go from how did Sarah not even start here to where we are sitting here now, so heavily vested in each other. Um, so that initial conversation and her getting, you know, one class time, two class times where she could turned into, I think she has six, five, six classes now subbing. And she is currently our lead trainer working on programming. So all of the workouts that you're doing when you're in space are either programmed by Sarah on a specific day or there I said Sarah instead of Sarah Pay, <laughs> <Sorry>. Or myself. <laughs> or myself. Yes. Um, so, so I guess, you know, and just saying that as we're introducing Sarah and in what we do, you know, I think it's genuine. Our relationship has built up over time. I trust Sarah. I think um, take what you want out of any conversation. But, you know, when someone calls you to talk to you about an opportunity, be, always be open to it, right? Right. Yeah. I think being open,
1: but also doing your research and investigating and knowing what you're getting into is really important. And I knew what I was getting into with you just because you have always been so upfront about who you are as a person and as a trainer. And there are plenty of things that I've done in the past that I have maybe felt some conflict with training philosophy or business practices. And that has just never been the case here. Um, And it makes me excited every day to get up and do what I do
0: because it feels, it just feels clean. It feels clean. Um and one of the things you might not know about Sarah is her background is very similar to mine in terms of how we got into strength training. So, um I was a collegiate pole vaulter. I um have run a majority of my life. I'm sure most of you guys if you follow anything about social media or a newsletter hear me talking about run maybe more than I need to, but um My running was one of the reasons why I started strength training because I started to find injuries. Um, I found that I was a better runner when I was lifting more and running less. Um, And Sarah can kind of talk to you about her background as far as uh, how she got into strength training as well. I wasn't
1: competitive in the same way that Jen was, but... This is sort of funny. Little known fact, I did start out as a power walker before I ever ran. <laughs> so I'm all about training. Which the is front, harder. The front right? side of the shin. I think it's hard. Uh, it really is. But it's, it's a different kind of sport for sure. And then I got, got into running in college a little bit and... Did a little bit of group fitness. I used to step teach step classes. That's kind of (laughs) funny.
0: We've been full circle in our fitness. We've seen all the the waves, ebbs and flows of everything. All the waves, for sure. But I, like
1: Jen, realized that when I began strength training that I got faster. I didn't have to put as many miles in, which put me at less risk for injury. And I just really enjoyed it more. Plus, it was nice to not be alone all the time. And that was the thing that I felt most intimidated around group fitness with in the beginning, but ended up being the thing that I loved the most about it. So yeah, it is kind of interesting that as <laughs> different as we are now, now came, that we kind came of from in the in same same place for sure.
0: Um, and I think it's important because cross conditioning training um, sounds like CrossFit maybe to some people or kind of confusing. And I think the background of cross conditioning training in the name, this is another nugget. Maybe some people don't know. Cross training is part of the word. And then we add the conditioning piece for maybe people who aren't necessarily runners. But the cross training piece of the business is really the most important part, I think, um, in terms of our mobility and strength classes are really our more popular class days. Yeah.
1: And going back to who we are like helping all people move well at all stages of life you'll see a variety of people in space but at the heart of it everyone is just i think their goal is is to move well to move well for a long time um sure, surely we have some folks who are focused on performing well but i think moving well is more who
0: we are Mm-hmm. And, and recognizing that changes over time. Right, absolutely. And,
1: and at different stages of life. At, and it may have something to do with age. It may have something to do with uh, activity levels or responsibilities. But,
0: um, but moving well is, I think, at the core who we are, for sure. And the, um, <laughs> and the things that we have done are so diverse in our background and the changes we've, like, made to our own training. It, we get the most ridiculous like request for like help outside of just coming to the studio. <laughs> so like between power walking and pole vaulting and um marathoning and I don't even know what else. What's the weirdest I mean, things when that you know to help
1: train I mean, them I, in? I get a lot of yoga stuff, but I mean I, I think some of the funniest things are can you help me lose weight on the back of my arms? <laughs>
0: And that's not possible. And you'll learn this over time. Like spot training a specific area of your body is nearly impossible. So as much as you want to feel like if you crunch it out for hours at a time every day, you're going to lose belly fat. That's not necessarily the case. Um, I'm trying to think of what the weirdest thing that I've been asked to train. I don't know. It's every day, though. It's something different. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> it is. It's a
1: daily thing, and it's, and we laugh but, about it. But because of good. our
0: backgrounds, it is easy for us to really help answer a lot of questions. So, again, um, keep the questions coming.
1: Yeah, I I think we were talking about this earlier. A lot of our one-on-ones right now are women who have maybe been movers, and they know that they need to begin picking up weights or continue to lift weights, but they don't know how to do it well. So we we see a lot of, I think, women who are in the maybe 60 to even mid-70s. In our
0: one-on-ones. Yeah, in our yeah.
1: one-on-ones coming to us for for guidance. And that's been kind of cool because, I mean, that's where we'll be one day. Yeah. And I think they trust us.
0: Yeah. And I golly, when I was like 25, I used to think I knew everything. I'm like, why would someone in their 40s not want to train with me? I know everything. <laughs> when I was 25 and I look back and I'm like, oh, my God, this is why like some of our trainers who are younger don't know – they just don't know because they haven't had a kid or they haven't like been injured or been in this experience with somebody, you know, been exposed to this, been in this long enough to even do like continuing ed on this. So I think in our training and just getting to know people, it's like, we have to continue to um, remember that. And then remember even like, I mean, you're older than I am now, but um, how different our perspective will be even as we age on how we train people.
1: And and I think we're both learning new things every day too. And that's, probably appealing to that audience because they know that we're not. Um,
0: we're, we're authentic yeah, in We're, it. we're authentic yeah. and we're,
1: we're okay saying, I don't know. We're yeah. finding out or sending them somewhere
0: else. So Yeah, we are definitely not afraid to ask questions and refer. Um, I think that's the most important thing. I know things are outside of my wheelhouse. There's specific questions that need to go directly to a doctor or a physical therapist or a chiro. And that's not something that I want to even try to answer. Or diagnose. Um, so growth wise, like I think over the past two years, it's almost been two years. Sarah and I talked about this with our team last week. We had the team in to do some continuing ed. We try to create an environment, or at least I do, where the team is well aw- aware of operations and how numbers are looking, so that they can feel um, optimistic about the brand and their opportunities. As far as we, as far as growth, as we grow, we want to make sure that we give them opportunities if they want to be a bigger part of the team. Um, This time in December of last year, so it's a little past December now, we were like, let's hit 200 check-ins in a week. I remember Sarah and I sat down with one of our other trainers, and we were like, our goal going into 2022 needs to be 200 check-ins by, you know, on a weekly recurring basis. Um, We were just talking about last week was our biggest week. and We had almost 270 check-ins for January, so earthwise wise um, some classes are always going to be a little bit lower when you're coming into the studio. That does not mean that the studio is doing bad. That means that we are giving you options for other class times to kind of help offset some of the fuller class times where you may have trouble getting into class. We don't ever want that to be an issue. And that's one of the reasons why we're talking about a second location is because um, I've worked for a company where wait lists were the norm. And it was frustrating for people who wanted to get into the studio, to not be able to get into the studio. And as an athlete, honestly, making your workout plan and not knowing whether you're going to have a class time to go to is not, annoying. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. And
1: and we have so many people who are busy, high performers, uh, full-time jobs, and they don't have the time to wait around and be on a waiting list. No. So, uh, yeah. When we get close to capacity, absolutely. We need to look at adding more opportunities, more classes, location. So.
0: And I thought a cool stat, to, some cool stats to share. 60% of our members are over the age of 35. Um, I think that's a good thing to know because people come in here sometimes and are intimidated by even photos on our social media or whatever. Um, 22% are over the age of 45. So that means I would say on average most of our clients are in between the age of 35 and 45. Um, 20% are males. And they're continuing to grow from there. So I think we must have not had that many males um, when we started. Only a few and far between. And our male um, group has continued to grow. Um, and, and then that has created the ability for us to increase class times and train our retention. Um, do you want to kind of talk about the type of people we have on our team?
1: Yeah, so I, I think we have a great variety on our team. I mean, to start with Jen and I, Jen... Like she said, her background is in running and uh, being a collegiate athlete. I, I am now more in the yoga world when it comes to what I do in addition to the strength and mobility and conditioning work. Just kind of committed to get back into running a little bit. But um, Juan, who is a phenomenal athlete, also focused on longevity and enjoys all, all types of movements, but has been a great Obstacle course racer. We've both done some obstacle course we racing. Have, yeah, we have something else that we've done a um, more functional type yes, of racing, right? And then, um, I I love that we have been able to hire from within. Many of our really top clients have turned into some to, to some of our top trainers, and that has always been a great thing for me to be able to hire from within because when someone understands the culture and understands the way that we do things and why we do things, it's much easier for them to transition into. Um,
0: we should just talk about, yeah, the we'll talk about the vacuum. The vacuum is
1: talking to us right now. We're going to pause because we, that
0: maybe we shouldn't, we should just let them know that the vacuum sometimes talks to us in yes. another language and we're sitting in here when it's quiet and it's the, it's the That's ridiculous. part of our culture
1: is that the vacuum
0: is, is a French. member is,
1: and is French and sometimes just starts talking to us in the middle of class or a one-on-one session. Or while we're recording a podcast, yeah. So I, I, I love that we have a variety of trainers. Um, Mark Arnone has been doing one-on-ones and training for probably longer than any of us. I, I was twenty-two years, twenty-two years. He, yes, he likes to tell us twenty-two um, years, and I mean that—that that says a lot that he's still
0: still doing it. This. And then he wants to be on a team like yeah. this. I think, like, where there's some—he loves teaching people things, and I think he realizes what his capacity is, and clearly we should have him on here sometime to talk. And that makes us feel good about the fact that there's
1: something we're doing right, that someone who has been training for as long as he has is is curious about us and, and wants to
0: be here. Um, okay, so yeah. funny story. We were doing rowing today in the studio, and— um. One of our members is pregnant. She was like, whoa, it is so hard to row when you're (laughs) pregnant versus when you're not. And I was like, well, remember when we had to wear masks and we were rowing? And it was like a flashback for everyone in the room who had been here when we were wearing masks in the studio. Because when we first opened, masks were still a requirement in Mecklenburg County. How much we've evolved from there. So talk about training people during COVID. Well, that was the whole
1: the whole mass thing was definitely strange because you get all the questions about is this safe or some people were say well actually i think it's better because it's challenging anyway <laughs> i mean we thought of all the ways we thought of ways to justify yeah, to all justify the things that made being in person or like i don't know well and and i think there were so many different ways of thinking coming into it where we had to manage not having political conversations yeah for sure um, and and it made here, a very neutral safe place for a lot of people so I will mm-hmm. say that was a positive at, at that time people were not really able to gather and this was a safe place for them to gather I don't really feel like we had a ton of conflict around it I don't um, think so either which is not my experience everywhere I was yeah and I'm grateful for that I, I think that it helped us to grow during a time other places were not and making the stance to want to keep people safe, but also not being overboard was was good. And, and yeah. I, I think we could look back and maybe say we would have done some things differently. But I don't think any of the choices we made caused us not to thrive.
0: No, I would agree. I mean, I think, yeah, there were some days where it was like, oh, there's like some community spread. Numbers are low. Like you could tell when people were scared yeah. a little bit. Our, our
1: Our attendance was impacted, yes, for sure, but it wasn't it wasn't a driving force in what was happening in space,
0: yeah, and I feel like every time we caught a break, then there was like a oh my God, it's happening again, you know um so yeah, I mean, I think evolving wise like it is wild where we're at now, it's wild that we started where we did, and only can get better, I think, because of what we started with. um we've learned a lot about what we want as a community and what our people want as a community. Um, And we keep trying to evolve that in terms of programming and um, equipment even. So we're currently working on our second location. I wish we could tell you where it was and what it is and what we're doing over there in complete detail. But um, like Sarah said, before we even started recording today, we've been disappointed enough in the past that we're like, Let's not tell you too much because if we do that, then um, maybe it won't happen. There's no expectation there. Somehow in sitting at this table, I started my watch to make sure we didn't go over in time. I just hit my one-mile mark, and I haven't moved from my chair. <laughs> I love it took it. me 19 minutes and 50 seconds to run, <laughs> to that, run mile that, one that mile that, that we've been sitting here. Um, so that said— I, one thing I can for sure tell you is we are expanding the run side as part of expansion at CCT. So for so long, I did not want to recognize the fact that like people are naturally drawn to us as a run community. I didn't want to take on that additional piece of work. So it was just sort of like, let's just have a track workout all the time. And then we will go to all these races together and be a team, but not actually acknowledge run Um, with the expansion of the second studio We are going to be hiring a full-time run lead in the studio and we will be hiring run coaches that will lead run um, specific workouts during the week, just like the workouts that are on our current schedule for train side. Those coaches will be able to coach people in running for training for a 5K, 10K marathon, whatever that looks like. And then they'll also be on site for those workouts um, training for those run coaches will be the same as our trainers. So the run coaches will get a certification th- for a run, and then they will go through a separate training at CCT that will be part of a run manual similar to our. So if you're not aware, our trainers have a CCT training manual that we go over through a three day process, and then we kind of let them teach some classes off the side before we put them on the actual schedule. Um, we want everything to be consistent and clear. and We want them to feel like we're giving them what they need to be successful, rather than just throwing them out on a training floor because we just need a body out there, even if that means we have to work a little bit more here and there to do that. Um, so I think we're really excited about the run side. I think you're going to see a lot more. Um, you're going to see a lot more faces, trainer faces. We're going to have two teams essentially that are now one team. So a run team that is now part of the train team that is now under the CCT team
1: and it's exciting because I think it's been a long time in coming but we haven't rushed it and I will say I don't think we rush anything people know what they're getting here we're clear about what we're doing and they love that it's not there there have been places where I've trained before been a part of a team where you're kind of unsure what's going on and I do love that there's a lot of clarity here a lot of intention strategy and we're really up front and that's goes back to why i
0: stepped on with you because you're, you're an
1: upfront person
0: scary at times oh so scary Amanda garvey comes in here and says um if i can just imagine you, you you are with your kids the same way you are with us and i'm like what does that even mean is, is that a compliment or um like you guys should know like you can you can do certain things and then certain things we need to like follow the rules you know there needs to be some consistency here but I mean, I, we have a great team right now. I don't know if that will change. We're always prepared for somebody to leave for some reason, but for whatever reason, not many people have left to go somewhere else. No one has, I don't right. think.
1: Sometimes there been move. A, a move or a life change, but um, we haven't had anybody leave. Yeah, and that says a lot
0: a lot to who you are. So we have fun together. We do. I we have a lot of fun. We're having a team dinner on two weeks. two few weeks. Few weeks. Mm-hmm. With the hubs <laughs> and the wives or the partners, whoever, yeah. whoever yeah. is coming with them. So. So I think that's it. Yeah. First podcast. In there the books. we go. What do we think? Check. No, pressure. <laughs> we might have
1: to do it again. <laughs> all right. At least it was fun.
0: Thank you for joining us. Yes. We will be back chatting with all kinds of fun people over the next few episodes. Signing off.
1: You've been listening to the Make It Train podcast. To connect with Jen and Sarah, find them on Instagram at jen.w.dufrain and at Sarah Pay Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you can be notified when future episodes are released.